Would you turn with me in your Bibles this morning for, uh, to Psalm 27? We're going to read from verse 1 down to verse 6. Psalm 27, verse 1 to 6, and verse 13 this morning. Psalm 27, verse 1 to 6, and then verse 13 from the 27th Psalm written by David, the sweet psalmist. And this is what the Word of God says in Psalm 27, verse 1 to 6. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Would you turn to you, whoever that is seated right next to you, and if you are all alone, would you just you know, begin to type saying, you know what, my heart will not fear, and don't let your heart fear. And he says, though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. And verse 13, it says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning from the subject of fighting faith. Fighting faith. You know, I want us to know that when you are a believer, every believer is in a fight. Whether we know it or not, whether we realize it or not, whether we like it or not, we are in a fight. And you know, in the times that we are living today, it's so important not just for us to, you know, have a saving faith, but to also have a fighting faith so we can have the victory that God has already won for us through Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. You know, I want to ask you today, you know, how many of you are fighters by nature. How many of you are, are fighters by nature? You see a fight, you don't run away from it, you run towards it. You know, you run into it. You know, before I came to know the Lord, that was my nature, a fighter. And I would, you know, whether I, I beat someone up or I got beaten up, I could never walk away from a fight. But after coming to the Lord, you know, the Lord did a real number on me. The Lord really changed my life and transformed my life. You know, I moved from a lover because that's what God has called us to be. A lover of God and a lover of all people. And you know, after that, I never really wanted to be in a fight. And because now Jesus was in my heart and is in my heart, you know, I could talk my way out of a, or I had the capacity and the power within me to walk away from a fight. But every now and then I find myself, you know, in a fight and in fights that sometimes you don't really want to be in. Why? Because the environment and circumstances around you makes you step up into a fight to see that God is established in the lives of everyone around to see God's promises, purposes, and plans are fulfilled in the life of your family, in the life 
your friends, in the life of everyone around you. And when you are a believer, you know, whether we know it or not, we are in a fight. And maybe as you're watching the online Sunday celebration today, maybe you are in a fight. You are in a fight for your family, not with your family, but in a fight for your family. You are in a place where you're fighting for your marriage. You're in a place where you're fighting for, for your children in some way or the other. Maybe if not eating for your future with everything that's been going on in the global pandemic over the past four months or more, you know, maybe there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear where your future is concerned. Maybe there has been loss and there's been pain during this time that you have to go through. And maybe you're fighting for your future and the future of your family and loved ones. Or maybe, you know, because of everything that's gone on, maybe you had to take pay cuts and, or maybe some of you lost jobs where you're fighting for your finances. Maybe you're fighting against the failures that are, that, are, that are replayed in your mind of mistakes you may have made, of wrong choices you would have made. And as a result of it, you are going through difficulty and hardship. And oftentimes the failures in our mind, in our heart, in our own lives can try to imprison us. And maybe your fight is against your past failures. I want you to know that no matter what you are fighting against, you know, for your life, I want us to know the fight is already fixed. The fight is already fixed. And as a Christian, that's a good thing. When I say the fight is already fixed, what I mean is God has already won the victory for you and for me. And therefore, you know what? The victory is already a settled matter. You know, it's, it's not a question whether we are going to win or not. We are going to win because Jesus is our champion and Jesus is our mighty conqueror. And today, you know, with, with, with no matter what we are going through today, you know, we have things where the globe, where the COVID-19, you know, there are, there are spikes of cases all around the nation, all around the world. And, you know, there's a sense of hopelessness that, that can grip our own hearts and lives. And with that, there can be a lot of fear, a lot of worry and a lot of anxiety. But I want us to know, no matter how formidable, you know, the force may be around us, our God is above it all. And our God is the victory in our life. You know, David begins to describe the difficulty he was in as a, as a battle because he uses words in verses from verses three to about verse five. He uses words like enemies, war, you know, foes, hosts of army that encamps around him, war that rise against him. And David himself, like many of us today, you know, found himself in a battle, in a battle where the force looks so overwhelming, the force looks so formidable. And even as we are going through difficult things in our life today, as you are going through stuff in your life today, maybe it looks so overwhelming. But I want us to know that when we belong to God, while there are things that will come to try to cause us to lose heart, to get discouraged and disheartened, I want us to know that you will see the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Because in verse 13, David says, you know, that the any try to bring about an effect of him losing heart, of him being disheartened and discouraged. And David said, you know, I would have lost heart. When I saw the odds that were against me, when I saw the attacks that were coming against me, when I look at the number of foes that were rising against me, you know, I would have lost heart. See, David acknowledges that, that as we go through life, life situations and challenges and battles have a way of getting to us to lose heart. But when you believe 
belong to Jesus, I want you to know there can be battles that rage all around you. There can be storms that rage all around you. When you know Jesus, hallelujah, we have this hope. And that hope is that we would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. The goodness of the Lord while we are on earth, not just in eternity, but David believed, I would have lost heart if not for the fact that I believe that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What David was saying was, I know what's going on around me. I know the enemies that rise against me, but I'm not going to lose heart because I know whom my confidence is in. I know in whom I have my hope and my trust in. And therefore, I know God's continuous mercy and grace is there possessing my soul and sustaining me. And also when he said, I will see the goodness of the Lord, he was implying that he is going to outlive his troubles. Amen. He is going to outlive his troubles and he's going to see the goodness and the greatness and the victory of the Lord in whatever he was going through. Would you turn to one another and say, you will see the goodness of the Lord. Turn to one another and say, you will outlive your troubles. You will outlive your difficulties. I'm here to declare to you, hallelujah, the fight has been fixed. The victory has been won. And I'm here to tell you, no matter what you are going through right now, no matter what you are surrounded by right now, I want you to know this too shall pass. This too shall pass and you will experience the goodness of God. See, every one of us is in a fight. Every one of us is in a battle. But do you have hope? I know that you are in a battle, but do you know that you have hope? You have a fighting faith that is within you. And you know, through that fighting faith, we can lay hold of the victory that God has for each and every one of us in our life. Here is the PowerPoint that I want to leave with you from verse 13, from what David declared. I would have lost heart if I did not believe I would see the goodness of the Lord. And here's the PowerPoint. Look at your problems through the lens of God's promises. Look at your problems through the lens of God's promises. If you look at your problem through the, the difficulties and challenges of your problem, you would lose heart. See, David knew he was anointed as king. David knew that God had promised him a kingdom. David knew that God yet had a plan and a purpose to fulfill in his life. And so even in the midst of the battle, he says, I'm not going to lose heart because I know what my God has promised. I know the promise of God in my life. And so when David faced problems, he looked at those problems through the lens of God's promises in his life. And that gave him hope. That gave him fighting faith to see the victory that all God has already placed upon his life to lay a hold of each and every one of it. I want us to know when the world defines hope, when the world defines faith, they will say to have a wish to get or do something or for something to happen or be true, especially something that seems possible or likely. That's the worldly definition of hope. In other words, from the world's point of view, the definition of hope means a wish or a desire. It's a wish or a desire. But I want you to know when the Bible describes faith, when the Bible describes hope, it's not just a wish. It's not just a desire that is so far-fetched. It's a deep, settled confidence that God will keep His promises and fulfill His plan in your life no matter what is happening around us. And I want you to be encouraged. I want you to open your heart and say, God, I want that deep, settled confidence that you will keep your promise and you will fulfill your plan in my life no matter what happens around me. I want to share with you three things very quickly this morning as to how you and I can develop and cultivate a fighting faith. 
The first thing that we need to have a fighting faith and to cultivate a fighting faith is that we need in such times of hardship and uncertainty and fear, we need to be those who reaffirm our confidence in the person of the Lord. Reaffirm your confidence in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love how David begins this psalm. You know, he begins this psalm by declaring his faith, his confidence, his hope, his, you know, in, in a personal way. Notice in verse 1, the threefold use of the word my. He says, the Lord is my light. The, he is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And the Lord is the strength of my life. I want us to know because David had a personal relationship with God that became the very foundation of him having a fighting faith, a faith that never backs down, a faith that does not run away, a faith that does not give up no matter how hard things are, how overwhelming things are because he had a personal relationship to having a fighting faith in your life and my life is reaffirming our confidence in the person of the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. I want you to know our God has never lost a battle. He never will lose a battle. He has a track record of victory that is undisputed. He has a track record of victory that has been not defeated and never will be defeated. That is who our God is. And David recognizes who his God is. Each of us at some point or the other, you know, we have been prisoners of fear, of anxiety, of uncertainty. And what the devil wants to do, even with everything that's going around our life, to use those emotions to imprison us. Every one of us have gone through fear of rejection, fear of being misunderstood, fear of uncertainty, fear of sickness, or even death. But Psalm 27 reminds us of the life of David, hallelujah, that the best solace in difficult times is godly confidence because faith in God is the best medicine for all seasons. Amen. The best solace in difficult times is, is having godly confidence in God because faith in God is the best medicine for no matter what season you and I may be going through. And you see, David tells us that God is his light. God is his salvation and God is his strength. And there's a tremendous blessing in these three titles that David begins to describe his personal relationship with God as he reaffirms his confidence in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says first, God is our light. And I want to remind you today, we are living in dark times. Dark times where we do not know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, things look so uncertain. Things look so gloom and doomy. But I want you to know that in the midst of the darkness, God is our light. Amen. He is our light. And Colossians 1.13 says he has delivered us from the power of darkness. When we say God is our light, what we mean is that God delivers us from darkness. See, David was a person who lived after being anointed. He was running for his life from a jealous king named Saul and from many adversaries. And David had to live in dark, dank caves, you know, where God illuminated his path, where God enlightened his path. And maybe we are living in times of such uncertainty, you do not know what to do. You may not know tomorrow, you may not see what your tomorrow looks like, but I want you to know you have a God who's already prepared your future. Amen. And the matter has been settled. He has a plan. He has a purpose for you. And you know, in this time of darkness in your life, would you allow God to be your light? And would you, would you reaffirm your confidence in the fact that Jesus is 
your light and he will illuminate your path he would enlighten you he would lead you and guide guide you even in darkness we find in exodus chapter 13 the bible says that that god was a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night that he may lead them both day and night it didn't matter in the wilderness what the season of the of the life of the people of israel were god was there to guide them in every season by day season in a cloud by night season in a pillar of fire is a god who's not changed he's a god who will never change so he is your light and my light as well he's not just our light but david says he is our salvation that means that he's a god who saves us and delivers us from destruction See David knew I know there are foes around me I know there are armies around me I know there are enemies around me and voices rising against me but I also know I have a God who saves me I have a God who delivers me from destruction a God who will deliver me from death a God who will deliver me from damnation and that's exactly what we have in Jesus Christ in the person of Jesus Christ Jesus Christ left and came down to earth you know more than anything to save you and me from eternal separation to save you and me from eternal damnation and he came and gave his life so you and i can be saved from every destruction from every death and damnation and he's still that same god today maybe you need god to save you from situations maybe you see destruction all of you see your life all you see is danger all you see is destruction but i want to encourage you trust in the god who can save you trust in the god who can deliver you from any situation this does not mean you will not go through hardships this does not mean that there won't be adversity around you to deliver you either out of it or he will deliver you through it either way he is a deliverer he's a god who saves but david also reaffirms his confidence in the person of the lord by saying he's not just my light he's not just my salvation he is the strength of my life he is my stronghold in other words david acknowledges my god not only delivers me from darkness and destruction but he delivers me from the defeats of life see when god is our strength success is certain when god is our strength victory is certain in our life in what god has planned for you and me in what god and me and we would not lose heart if we would make god our strength we would make god our stronghold there were many things and david had naturally all the right reasons to faint within him but he did not because god was his strength he allowed god to uphold him he allowed god to sustain him and i want to encourage you no matter what you're going to through today would you allow god to uphold you with his righteous right hand would you allow god to sustain you and see you through and lead you to what he may be weak but he is strong amen and he will see us through any situation because he gives us the strength and i want you to know when god is your strength you will come out to the other side victoriously you would come out whatever you're going through you would outlive your troubles you would outlive your perils you would outlive your pressures you would outlive your 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 problems and you will come out victoriously come out changed and strengthened more than ever before because god is your strength so firstly reaffirm your confidence in the lord secondly be a person that renews your commitment to god renew your commitment to who god is you know renew your commitment to the presence of the lord look at what david says in verse 4 well, one thing i have desired of the lord that will i seek that i may dwell in the house of the lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the lord and to inquire in his temple not only does living with our faith give us hope but also living faithful to the lord's presence 
provides us a measure of confidence that cannot otherwise exist in our life. And David says, I have three goals. You know, out of a heart of love for God, he had a single-hearted commitment towards three things. One was to linger near in the presence of God, to linger near to the Lord. David was such a worshiper that he did not worship God from afar. He did not worship God from a distance. He knew that the the nearer he got to God, God is going to deal with stuff in his life. And throughout the Psalms, you see how God is dealing with the life of David. As you read the book of 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel and, and Kings, you see how God deals with David. But nothing could ever hold back David from lingering near the presence of the Lord. He says, in fact, in Psalm 84, he says, I envy even the birds that have their nest around the tabernacle because David wished that he could be in the house of the Lord, in the presence of God always. But I want you to know in the New Testament, we are much blessed than, than David was because the presence of the Lord is always with us, is already in us. And you know what? We need to be those who, who, who steward his presence by spending time in prayer. See, when you want to linger near the presence of God, you will make a way when there is no way to spend time in prayer, to spend time studying the word and reading the word and building your life. And these can be very challenging times even in our life spiritually, especially when we had to worship God from home via an online Sunday celebration. I want you to know, nothing substitutes your personal time with the Lord. Let's gather in in, in public and worship the Lord. It's important we come together as a community, even online and worship the Lord. But what will really sustain you is your private time with the Lord, spending time with the word, rebuilding your passion as Pastor Roger so powerfully and clearly even shared last week by spending time with the word and praying. And David says, I am committed to linger in the presence of God. Not only was he committed to linger in the presence of God, he was committed to loving on the Lord. He says, Lord, I'm seeking this and I want this. I desire this, not just to dwell in the house forever, but to behold your beauty. To behold you, Lord, I want to love on you. I want to know who you are. I want to admire you. I want to, Lord, worship you and praise you for, for all the wonderful things you have done and for who you are so wonderfully and so marvelously, oh God. You know, he wanted to behold the beauty of the Lord. I want you to know when there is a commit, Lord, in the midst of the ugliness that we see all around us, in the midst of the bad news we see all around us, we need to learn to be so committed to the presence of the Lord so we can behold the beauty of the Lord. Because if we allow the negative things to flood our minds, it's going to cause us to lose. David, behold the beauty of the Lord. Behold the wonder of who God is and love on the Lord. Our God is a God who first have loved on us and the greatest response that we can have is to love on Him, is to linger near His presence. The third commitment that David renewed was not just to linger near the presence, not just to love on the Lord, but also to lean on the Lord. He says, I will inquire of Him in the temple. He says, and to inquire in his temple or to call on God in his temple. You see, David was a man of war. He was a man of strategy. He has brought down gents, but he did not. Because you know why? He did not lean on his own understanding. He did not lean on his own strength or his own wisdom. If you want to see your Self through and your family through situations that you are going through, I want to encourage you. Be a person that renews your commitment into the presence of the Lord by lingering near to Him, by loving on the And the greatest way to lean on the Lord is to call on Him in every situation, to call on Him in every need, to call on Him in whatever struggle and battle you're going through. David was a person who understood that importance of calling on the Lord.
you know, evidenced so much by his dependency on God. Starting with, you know, slaying the, the wild beast as he took care of his father to slaying Goliath, to armies later on. It was all about him leaning on the Lord. And that's what made him a man after God's own heart. I want to encourage everyone. Shall we lean on the Lord? You know, why don't you just give a shoulder nudge to someone and say, let's lean on the Lord. Let's lean on the Lord as much as we lean on one another. Even more, let's lean on the Lord right now. And thirdly, and the way we can, you know, have a fighting faith is not just by reaffirming our confidence in the person of the Lord, not just renewing our commitment to the presence of the Lord, but it's also by resting in the comfort of God's providence, resting in the comfort of God's providence. See, I want us to see here, you know, how David said in, in verse 5, you know, David begins to mention a couple of words and notice the passive nature of all the things mentioned in verse 5. All of these things that David mentions are not things he but they are things done to him by the Lord. The believer is required to do nothing but to be in close relationship and intimacy with the Lord and you can see what the Lord begins to do. In verse 5 it says, for in the times of trouble and boy are we all in times of trouble and hardship and a battle. In those times David says this, he who the Lord shall hide me in his pavilion. See, the pavilion was a place in the center of the battlefield where the king was. It was an erected tent. The pavilion was an erected tent in the middle of the battlefield. And around this pavilion, there were brave soldiers, the greatest warriors and soldiers to protect the king. And you know, in this pavilion, would there not only be the king, king choose to have in his pavilion and it was the safest place to be in the battle. Why? Because there were brave soldiers protecting it and guarding it but also they had the king to entertain them. The king to keep them calm and the presence of the king. I want us to know in the midst of the David says God has hidden us and he has lifted up us in his pavilion. We have his protection. In other words God has provided for you and me. When you learn to rest in the comfort of God you realize I have a sheltered place provided by the Lord. There's a sheltered place provided by the Lord where the Lord begins to release his joy, his peace. We have the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, protecting us, keeping us safe, and also releasing his joy and his peace as a king would entertain those whom he has invited to the tent. Not only, you know, we can rest in the comfort because we have a sheltered place, but David goes on to tell us this, that David says that not only, but we have a secret place. It says, it goes on to say this, in the secret place of his tabernacle. You see, the tabernacle is the secret place. And David says, you know, he hides me in the pavilion. He hides me in the secret place of the tabernacle. What was the secret place of the tabernacle? It was the place where the very glory and the presence of God dwelled. It was the holy of holies that the high priest had once a year a privilege to enter through the sacrificial blood of a lamb. And today, because Jesus is the sacrificial lamb of God, and because he shed his blood for you, get to God and you know we can have find comfort in the secret place that you and I are in and thirdly he has provided us a secure place because David goes on to say he goes on to say you know in the secret place of his time he shall hide me he shall set me high upon
He shall set me high upon a rock. You know, the rock, craggy rock, where the battle is at beneath his feet. But those who rise and, and stand about the rock is none other than Jesus Christ. We know the words of one of those great hymns that we have learned to sing in our childhood. You know, all other ground is sinking sand, but on Christ the solid rock I stand. I want you to know that there is a secure place where God has on a firm footing where we do not have to be shaken where you know the battle may be raging beneath its feet but God has lifted us up above the battles to walk in victory to walk in everything that God has prepared for you and for me and I want to challenge us this morning to be in that sheltered place in that secret place in that secure place that leads you to that special place where David says this. He says, and my head shall be lifted up. I will offer sacrifice of joy in the tabernacle. I will sing, you will sing praises to the Lord. That special place is a place of worshiping God. I want you to know, you may be in warfare, you may be in a place of worry, but the greatest special place that God has prepared for us in the midst of warfare and worry is a place of worship where we can experience the goodness of God. I want to Declare over you again, together with the pastors right here at the gospel tabernacle, you will see the goodness of the Lord, the Lord that will sustain your soul. But you will also see the deliverance of the Lord in whatever you're going through, where you will outlive your troubles. You will outlive your situation. You will outlive your battle because the battle belongs to the Lord and you are his child. You are his person and we can rest knowing we have victory in so no matter what you're going through today, don't lose your fighting faith. Reaffirm your confidence in the person of the Lord. Renew your commitment. You know, renew your commitment to the presence of the Lord. And finally, learn to be a person resting in the comfort of God's providence where He's provided a, a, a secure, secret place, a sheltered place for your life and my life. Shall we pray? Hallelujah. We worship your name. Just where you are. Would you for a few moments rise to your feet, even if you're at your home? Hallelujah. You may be, you know, even in your pajamas right now. It doesn't matter, but would you just rise to your feet right now? If you feel like you're going through a battle, I know that every one of us is in a battle. But I ask you is, do you have fighting faith? God, hallelujah, is ready to release a fighting faith that's already in us. You know, a fighting faith is a faith that engages in the promises and the purposes and the plans of God despite the problems that are there. It's a deep, settled confidence that God will fulfill His promises and bring to pass His plan in your life. Where you already lift up your hands and hustle and say, God, give me that deep, settled confidence in the midst of the battlefield. In the midst of the war that rise against me, in the midst of the enemies and the armies that encamp around me, hallelujah, maybe the army that encamps around you, maybe unemployed, maybe struggles and difficulties in your finances, maybe it's your marriage, whatever it is, I want to encourage say, God, hallelujah, I do not want to lose heart in this time, oh God. God, but hallelujah, would you strengthen my heart with a fighting faith, with a fighting faith, oh God, hallelujah, hallelujah, today where you are, hallelujah, where you are, begin to reaffirm your confidence in the person of Jesus Christ, where you are, renew your commitment to linger near the presence, to love on the Lord, and to lean 
now come on just where you are even with your family begin to hold hands and just begin to pray just begin to call on the lord just begin to call on the lord and lean on him hallelujah to see you through you will outlive your troubles you will outlive your battles you will outlive hallelujah all of those things and there is a war cry a war cry of victory that is in jesus in your life and we want to declare it in the name of jesus we want to declare it in the name of jesus right now upon your life right now where you are just worship the lord where you are just cry to god and say god touch me hallelujah rest in the comfort of his providence rest in the comfort of his providence right now god is releasing rest god is releasing rest where you are where you are just be to receive it church we declare rest over your life we declare a renewed commitment we declare a reaffirmed confidence in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus maybe you are saying hallelujah i have never experienced hope in my life because you do not know jesus as your personal lord and savior I want you to know today you can have the hope that the Bible talks about that David spoke in Psalm 27. You can have the confidence and a fighting faith and the victory over sin, over death, over eternal damnation if you would choose to put your trust in the Lord. Where you I want to encourage you where you are just say dear Lord Jesus come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Receive me as your child. Change my life, O oh God. I surrender to live for you. If you would pray that prayer where you are, God is right there with you to accept you. Hallelujah! To affirm you and to love you and to lift you up. Hallelujah! Come on, church. Let's just worship the Lord. For the battle belongs to the Lord. Hallelujah.